Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. A major, major attitudinal study results have been launched by Men's Development Network as it marks 25 years of work in the uh, sphere of ma- male health, well-being and transforming masculinities. The survey aims to gain a better understanding of men's concepts of masculinity and gender and to gather insights into how they feel about themselves and their role in society, including their well-being and attitudes towards relationships and uh, social issues. Now, many of the questions were focused on the social conditioning and influences that affect men and their relationships in a modern Ireland. And a primary finding is that one in five men admit to using pornography at least once a day, which may be affecting their relationship with themselves and others. And the findings also reveal that viewing pornography can often result in male insecurity, create unhealthy attitudes towards women and affect current and future relationships. And the first of its kind in Ireland, the survey intends to gain a better understanding of male concepts of masculinity and gender and gather insights into how men feel about themselves and their role, as I said, in the Irish society, including their attitudes towards well-being relationships, homophobia, pornography and wider social issues such as gender-based violence. Today, to speak to me more about the survey is the CEO of Men's Development Social Network, and or Men's, should I say, the Men's Developmental Network, and that is Sean Cook. Good afternoon to you, Sean. Uh, good afternoon, Niall, and how are you? Good. Interesting survey. Um, I suppose much of the focus was on pornography, so let's get straight to that first, and we'll come to the other stuff in a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, one in five men admit to using pornography at least once a day. I'm not too surprised by that. Were you surprised by that, Sean? I, I think I was a bit. I, I, I suppose in some ways the, where the surprise was is that when we looked at the people who are doing, who did the survey so far, and to be fair, uh, Niall, this is an interim report. The full report will be ready in November, but we just we produced the interim report to coincide with our symposium on the 28th. And so, like, but I suppose with the group of people who, who actually did the, the survey, they would be from the kind of middle class, High, uh, third level educated, you know. Um, so, what, what would the age group be on that, Sean? Just, or do you have a breakdown on ages? Well, we, we of that one in five. Yeah, the one in five that goes up. It got, the one in five goes up to uh, fifty-five years of age, from eighteen to fifty-five. Okay, okay? and it, when you bring it down again to just say forty to forty years of age, it the 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 prevalence increases this somewhat. Okay, a little bit more than one in five. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, people will be doing that, you know. And, so, and what would I mean? The, I am assuming were all the the people researched over the age of eighteen, or were there? Did we look into say fifteen and sixteen year olds? Because obviously, at the moment, there's mm-hmm. quite a conversation about you know how we should tackle that from the school point sure. of view and education around pornography. So did we? Did we? Uh, or was the research part of part of the research? You know, over the age of sixteen, maybe even as well. No, no, it was over eighteen. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, like we, this is part. Of, this is nearly part of a worldwide kind of. Attitudinal survey. Um, yeah. which actually designed it, the original one, and we kind of culturally kind of changed it forever to our own needs. And we we put in the, the bits around pornography was the bits that we introduced into it. Um, so okay, like, so the so the unhealthy aspects of viewing yeah. pornography, of course, many people believe there are some benefits to pornography, yeah. the, but some of the you know, I'm, sex is quite a healthy thing, and pornography is mm. quite a healthy thing when we talk about masturbation. But in relation to the unhealthy attitudes that it creates, mm. I mean, we've talked in the past about you know the ob- object uh, objectifying women. Yeah, but from a man's point of view as well, pornography can have negative attitudes too. So, what did we find in that? 
Well, I think what we find, and, and the other studies would have found this as well, it's just that the, the, one of the critical aspects is about the lack of empathy that emerges from wind with a constant use of pornography, that it, it, it builds in a lack of empathy among men and, and also in terms of their expectations of what a relationship is about. And I think it's the key, the key thing around pornography is that it's not real. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. that, it, it, to, to think it's a that fantasy. It is, yes, it's a fantasy. Yeah, yeah it's not real. It's not, how, it's not how relationships are formed. It's not how in, in, intimacy emerges. So if, if you are looking at this as, a, as your barometer, as your, your, the, the staple in which you go to, you, you have very unrealistic expectations of what it is to be uh, within an intimate relationship, your expectations of women within that both in terms of performance or uh, agreed acts that you, do, you engage in. But I think also the other thing that you'd have is that within your own mindset, you have a particular expectation of yourself. And one of the key things around pornography that's happening for men is around their own bodily image and how they should perform and what they should do, how long they should last, you know, all these types of things. There's are, a, are I, and there is, I mean, we've talked in the past about the unrealistic expectation in women when it comes to pornography, but for men too, that's a problem. Because, sure. of course, women view pornography too, let's be clear about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not as much as men. But, you know, mm-hmm. that creates an unrealistic expectation of men. And when men, men see pornography, they think, am I supposed to be, you know, as good as that? Am I supposed yeah. to look like that? Am I supposed to perform mm-hmm. like that? Uh, which, realistically, most men can't. Yeah. And I think this is some of the other parts of the survey as well, Niall. We, kinda, we, we asked kind of people to kind of give their, their, their attitudes towards their own sense of their body image and where, and where those things, where those particular uh, uh, standpoints are coming from or viewing points are coming from, why do we feel in a particular way uh, around that. So, there, was like, so there, there, there are lots of different strands that uh, emerge about men's attitudes, whether it be from uh, attempts to harmful effects that uh, of things like pornography or, or gender equality or gender-based violence have on them. Well, you know, let's get to another part of the survey. Sorry, yeah. to, sorry to jump in there, but Not it, it talks about the concept of masculinity and gender. Yeah. Is there, a, uh, I suppose, this idea that maybe men nowadays, you know, are afraid to feel more masculine? Is, is that we've all once been told over the last few years that masculine, and I'll come to gender-based violence in a second yeah. because that's really important, but that masculinity is a bad thing. Uh, you know, that's obviously what has been suggested in media over mm. the past while. Is there a sense of that that men are afraid to be masculine? And I'm not talking about going out the back garden with no short chopping wood. I'm just yeah. talking about this idea of masculinity. <laughs> Is masculinity mm. being suggested to be a bad thing or do they feel it's a bad thing? Well, I think that, I think the, the, the difficulty with it is in terms of the, the term and the definition of masculinity. And it's, it's the reason why we say masculinity. There are many forms of masculinity, you know, uh, and it's not just all about being stoic and great leadership. You know, it's also about being emotionally there. It's also being empathetic. It's also about uh, having a capacity to understand your own vulnerabilities. It's also about creating those opportunities for you to seek help. These are the other forms of masculinity that are also there. You know, so mm-hmm. when you say we say masculinity, and I think you're right, Niall, they, 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 there's a very kind of uh, the, the what's presented sometimes in the media that there's only one form of masculinity which is toxic, 
you know. Uh, and, Which is certainly not, not the case. No. the case. Absolutely no. not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so so in other words, it's okay. It's okay for men to reach out for a bit of help. I know women are better at it than men, but it's okay. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, when we look at the society at the moment and the way the government has set up things, sometimes there isn't enough help out there for men. And for that mm-hmm. reason, they believe we shouldn't be doing it. And it's okay for men to cry every now and again. It's okay for men, you know, to feel sorry mm-hmm. for themselves every now and again and to seek help if they sure. need it. And the other thing as well was it talks about their attitudes towards relationships and homophobia. Yeah. I, I'm interested in that aspect of it. I mean... Well, yeah, ahead. well, what was, what was really interesting in, te- in terms of that, Niall, is that the, the question and the way the structure of the, the survey was was that it allowed them to do I statements of such that oh, this, is my, I, this is my attitude to this. And then it says, what do you think society's attitude is, too, okay? Mm-hmm. And so when we talked about uh, homophobia, like there was questions like saying, uh, uh, do people think it's okay for you to have a friend who's a, uh, uh, who's a homosexual or, mm-hmm. you know, or who is gay, you know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, they would, uh, they would say they'd either strongly agree or strongly disagree, you know, whatever it may be. Of course, yeah. You know, and uh, from 95% of people would be strongly to say if it was a negative statement that you shouldn't have male gay friends or you shouldn't have this and the other, there'll be from a from a naive perspective and then my opinion, ninety five percent would strongly disagree that you shouldn't have that you in other words that you should have a male friend and there's no, there's no there's nothing wrong yeah there's nothing yeah. wrong with having a gay friend yeah absolutely yeah. yeah but then when they get then when they were asked the question in relation to what do you think the society feels that you shouldn't have it dropped then quite substantially you know down to maybe fifty five to 60% of, of men say, so they, so in other words, they, when they look out the window and they see the society that they live in, they either, one is they don't think that it's supportive of their, their moral code or their mm-hmm. understanding of what there is, or secondly is that, that they don't feel that it supports them in terms of their own attitudes, you know, so it's a really, okay. so it's a really kind of strange thing happening there. On it. And, and finally, in relation to the wider social issues and uh, gender-based violence, which is obviously yeah. in the news quite a lot at the moment, although mm-hmm. I was disappointed with the Minister for Justice uh, uh, going back two weeks ago when she launched the uh, the new help and the new book, as you've seen, they all holding it, it seemed to very focus very much on women. And, and, and I think it should be about men as well, because men can be obviously the victims of gender-based violence too. But in relation to the, what came out of the survey about gender-based violence, what do, you, what do you think came out of that survey? Well, I think one of the critical things that we've come across is that sometimes men, and you mentioned earlier on about men being unsure about uh, what to say, about even expressing their masculinity. Um, and some of this thing was around a lot of men being really unsure about how to express their abhorrence to kind of gender-based violence and what that does and how it affects them. And they're unsure about how to, how to step into the conversation with women and with uh, with girls or relations, these type of things. So they they were the kind of the, the kind of critical people were saying they had, they don't like violence, you know, whatever. Maybe, but they were unclear about how and what role that they had to play mm. around the prevention of it uh, and uh, and the inclusion of it. Because like when we look about violence in society now, like you know, like a lot of it is male perpetrators of, course, of violence, yes, but of it's course. also male on male, which is the, which is also a bigger aspect of it as well in terms of just the general. The public realm of, of violent activity that happens in Ireland is predominantly 95% men and men. You know, so there's a, there is a cultural, uh, still a cultural acceptance in some degree in relation to uh, kind of 
uh, expressing yourself in a violent way within the public realm. Yeah, and I, I, I suppose it also depends on how we we define violence, because I suppose mm. what we're doing currently in this conversation is defining violence as physical violence, and mm. and there is no doubt sure. that men are responsible for the majority of physical violence in the mm. world. There is no sure. doubt about that. But of course, nowadays we understand violence to be something different, particularly sure. within a relationship. It can be emotional, mm. psychological. It can be all sorts of different methods of Absolutely. violence. Yeah, yeah, and uh, can we would certainly ad- adhere to that as an organisation that provides a male advice line for male victims of domestic abuse. So we'd be fully mm-hmm. aware of of the, the, the forms of, of violence that do emerge around uh, around that. But I suppose our key, work, a lot of our work is around the concept of transforming masculinities in terms of creating greater understandings of what it is to be your most authentic self as a man. And I think. That's the, these are the, the creating those spaces to have those conversations, to have those reflections are vitally important in terms of us being able to look at the young men in our lives and make sure that they reach the, the potential that you'd hope them to reach, you know, and to be the best men that they can be and are most authentic and happy selves. And, it's, and also, it's all right to be a man. <laughs> oh. and, and it's all right to be masculine. And, and it's all right to be masculine and all those various different forms of masculinity that are out there now. There, Absolutely. That, that Absolutely. We embrace them all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. But I mean, there's a symposium, by the way, it's essentially an interactive meeting that you're having on Thursday about what's happening and how do people get, was, or how do people get involved? Well, just uh, if you go onto our website, which is www.mensnetwork.ie, they'll get a chance to, to register for the symposium. And we have, we have kind of 19 contributors from three different continents six different countries, 12 different workshops available to, to, to look at the various different aspects of the work that we're involved, we have been involved with for the past 25 years in Ireland and abroad. Okay. Um, and it's a celebration of all of that on the day. Okay, so, so it's, it's men's, mensnetwork.ie. That's it. All right, if people want to get involved, and uh, that is on, on Thursday, by the way, uh, that symposium uh, is happening on Thursday. If you want to get involved or you want to have some input in it, mensnetwork.ie, go to the website now and you can register. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Sean. I appreciate Cheers you coming on the air to talk that. about those results. Interesting results, by the way. I'm, I'm not surprised too much about the fact that one in five men admit to using porn at least once a day. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I I would be surprised by the negative aspects that some of that, that, some of that would have on people. And, you know, I think, I think people, would, the majority of people, when it comes to pornography, male and female, understand it's a fantasy. So boys and girls, what I would say to you is uh, don't take it too seriously and uh, don't have to uh, define your life. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.